Hey everybody, this is Pastor Chad Shapiro from Ignite Community Church and from the Digital Church Connect. And so uh, I'm excited to be on here with the Digital Dive, with the leaders of the Digital Dive and Albert Diaz from Saba and Eric Hilgers. These guys are amazing tech minds. If you have not gotten a chance to go listen to past episodes, please do that. These guys are sharing some gems about how to move forward. We've been kind of talking about the overall idea of bunts to home runs and not being afraid to take little baby steps forward in this journey of digital, which will always be changing. And Albert, uh, last episode just kind of touched on something about our, our giving. Um, and, and I know many of us had to learn this the hard way quickly with the pandemic, um, but it's it always is something that we want to get better um, at is the digital giving process um, how we can maybe set up recurring giving, how, you know, what are the best softwares, you know, without taking all of our money, right, churches. And as we can start to um, really do a good job of this, it's not for selfish reasons, of course, it's to be able to have more, uh, you know, resources to fuel the vision, right? Gas in the car to be able to glorify God. And if we don't do a good job fundraising, then we don't have a lot of gas to go where we need to go. So uh, I'm just going to turn it right over to Albert, who can talk about some baby steps of, uh, you know, giving software and see where uh, he, Eric and I can jump in and help wherever we can. But Albert, what have you seen? Because I know you've helped many a church in Saba to be able to set up their online giving and, and different ideas you've got. Yeah, thank you, Chad. One of the big, big issues that we faced last year, uh, right at the beginning of COVID, was online giving. And that was probably one of the major questions, if not the most asked question, was online giving and online presence. Online giving, there's a couple of things that we need to know about online giving. Uh, there, In the past, there was some reluctancy to do it because of the fees that are associated with it. You know, they charge a transaction fee, they take off a certain percentage and things like that. And um, that is going to happen pretty much anywhere. You know, even when we go and we buy something at the store, that store is paying a fee to Visa or MasterCard or Discover or whoever it may be. Um, those fees are there. Now, uh, some giving platforms have where the person that is giving can actually cover the fees. But... Um, I wanted to talk about just giving platforms in general. There's many of them out there. Uh, Easy Tide, Givelify, uh, Tithely, uh, Vimeo, uh, not Vimeo, Venmo. Uh, there's a couple of others out there, and pretty much they're they're pretty much the same. The major ones, Gively, Easy Tide, and Tithely, are the ones that I'm gonna kind of touch more on, and more on Tithely and Easy Tide, because I think those two are the most popular ones that are out there. They also have some of the lowest rates that are out there. So with any giving platform, there's going to be a transaction fee for a credit card giving. And there's also going to be a, uh, a fee that reoccurs every time. Now, most of the time, the, uh, they'll, they'll get you because they say this platform is completely free, meaning you don't have to pay a monthly, a monthly charge. And that's normal across them. You know, they'll, they'll use that kind of as a sales pitch because really it's not free. There's still, there's still going to be a fee involved. Uh, as we set this up, we can talk to our congregations about 
reoccurring gifts, one-time gifts, and then we can even talk to them about ACH giving, where they can set up a reoccurring gift to draw directly from their bank through an ACH withdrawal. That I, I believe that is the best way to do it because it also involves the less fees because you don't have to pay Visa or MasterCard or any credit card company the fees that they're going to charge, you know, tidely or easy tide. Those fees are gone out and the majority of the time it's actually fee less. So if there is a fee, it's a very, very small, just a transaction fee, but there's no uh, fee for the amount with the credit card giving, which I believe is safer than ACH giving just because, you know, our credit cards are uh, protected, there's more of a fee. So we're just going to have to weigh that out and talk with the congregants and let them decide, you know, which way do they want to do it? Uh, do you want to do the ACH withdrawal? Do you want to do a credit card or debit card type withdrawal? And I even believe that there's some differences between debit cards and credit cards. I don't know the systems that well enough, but I, I have seen on some of the statements that I picked up here at the office, uh, where there's different fees and I could tell which is a debit card, which is a credit card. Generally, the credit card has a little bit higher fee than the debit card. That being said, there's so many options out there. I think you really just need to, to try one. And if it doesn't work, you know, set it up and just try it with your staff. Just try, try a couple of people, look at it. Uh, send it to a, a couple of your staff members, send it to a couple of your elders or, or leaders and just have them set up the account and see how difficult it is. Mainly uh, EasyTide, Tidely have very easy uh, account setups. And the other great thing about this software is uh, we'll touch on at a different date. I know we're going to talk about uh, CRM software, uh, customer resource management software or uh, like church software these different giving platforms will tie into your church software. So at the end of the year, it's very easy for your accountants to, um, to give out tax statements because all they have to do is print them right out. It'll be one button, they click it, and it sends everybody their tax statement. That helps for, uh, for record keeping as well. That also helps to keep track of just uh, your givers. When we look at the uh, the past year online giving has gone up i wanted to pull that up but i can't find it i believe it's about 68 percent is is online giving as of this year from the the increase from the beginning of the year towards the the end of the year and that was we know that was because of covid we weren't in our building so online giving naturally increased but i believe that that's going to be the future even with uh, you know people not being comfortable handling paper money or not wanting to drop a an envelope into a box or different things like that it's a uh, an option we should leave open that i believe is gonna it's in for the long run just like our digital presence just like our online streaming it, it's here and the cool thing is we always talk about the the gen xers the millennials and the the Xenials and the Gen Z, millennials love to give online. If you ask a millennial, they probably don't even own a checkbook. I'm not a millennial, but I could tell you I've written about 15 checks in my life. And I stopped writing checks the moment I was able to, to start giving or to not only give, but to start paying bills online.
as well. So I have I have the same checkbook that I've had for the past four years when I opened up my checking account. Um, they just don't carry cash. They carry a card, and you can just ask any just ask any young person. They'll go to the store and use the card for, to buy a soda and a candy bar. You know, we use our cards for everything uh, with push pay and with different things like that. Uh, I really think that the online giving platforms are only going to get better. Uh, like I said, there's always going to be a fee there, but they've gotten to the point where they're very secure. The fees have gone down tremendously as they're more available and as technologies increase, the fees have gone down. The ways that you can take in payments have gone down. Um, before you had to buy these kiosk machines and have these whole setups and designate a computer and all these different things. And now with the software that's out there, you could set up a cell phone and run it like a kiosk or an iPad and just leave an iPad in the back of the sanctuary or just leave it somewhere where they can come up there, give, and then go. It, it just makes it much more convenient. You know, I've seen congregations have a couple of little tablets set up in the back. And if you want to give as you're, as you're coming in or heading out, you can just stop there. You go to the little kiosk and do it and you can use any tablet you don't no longer have to buy all the specialized machines and you no longer have to pay for services because all this is readily available and we all have a little computer in our pockets that we could easily use so yeah. when i look at the online giving and the advances that have happened in it it's really moving in the direction that we want it to move and it's just going to be easier and it's going to going to be more effective, especially with our online presence, because if we're talking to people virtually, and if we're talking to somebody that is more than likely not going to come into our building, we should still give them the opportunity to give. Whether, you know, if they want to, they can have that opportunity. Yeah, I like that point too. We got, we got uh, one of those millennials, or I'm not sure what age group Hilgi would be in, you know, over here. What 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 do you say about some of this online giving? Do you got a checkbook? I think you're on mute only. Okay, yeah, I was oh I was gonna jump in right when you were talking about online giving. I think I wrote a I mean a couple checks uh, for, for tithing in my whole my whole life. A lot of my majority of my giving is online or or through text giving and. I think that that setting up online is so important, but also uh, making sure it's accessible, like you were saying to people, to congregants. My wife and I, we believe in this church in the heart of San Antonio. Uh, they give out food every Saturday, um, but they don't have an online setup to give. So we actually drive down there uh, and literally hand the money <laughs> like to the pastor. Um, but the goal is to, you know, get them set up with online, you know, to have a website and make sure that give button is accessible. But I think just that accessibility and letting people know or giving people the opportunity to give is is so important. I think that's that's one of the main reasons why people or millennials don't give is because they don't know how or they don't know where to find it. Um, so I really like what you're saying about the whole online giving. I know Tithely's great. Um, Tithely's, uh, I think, um, yeah, it's really really user friendly. I, I I've been dabbling with it for a bit and. But um, yeah, making sure that 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 give button is accessible online or giving people a link or even announcing during your service, like, hey, text this number uh, to be able to give. I know that's the number one way that I do it. So, yeah. I love it. Make it accessible. 
Yeah. Put a give button right on your right on the the homepage of your website. Make it easy for people to give. You know, I know at times we don't want it to seem like well we're just asking for money, but really right. we're not. We're we're funding the ministries of the Lord. And really, when we give our tithe, all we're doing is doing what the Lord's already asked us to do. You know, this yeah. is something that we should all be doing. And I think the percentage hasn't really changed over the years that five to six percent of the church church members actually fully tithe. And now um, five to six percent, you know, we've been running our ministries on that. But imagine if you could even get 10 percent, 15 percent. You know, just by making it accessible and by making it easy. Mm-hmm. And people will give to a good cause. Just like like Eric just said here, you know, he's not a member of this church. And, you know, there's there's people that we support ministries that we're not members of, but we do because we believe in their mission. Mm-hmm. So how much more should we believe in our own congregation's mission and our yeah. own church's mission? So we should all be not only willing but ready and wanting to give. Yeah, so definitely. People. Which, you know, I, I think that brings up a good point about digital too, is, is, you know, the seeing what we're doing as a ministry, you know, to, so that people are excited to sow into it. Um, you know, and that's really what both of these guys do well. Uh, Eric's whole job is basically, wasn't it storyteller uh, as a part of Saba? You know, so, but we all need to make sure we're telling a good story of what we're doing in the ministry uh, for people worldwide and why the funds are important and what the vision is and all of those things. And we can do that on social media, um, you know, easier than just sitting in, a, in a Sundays or Wednesdays, you know, where people are constantly seeing pictures of what we're able to do and, and, and what's important. The other thing is many people are not rushing back to the buildings which I know is why a lot of us pivoted to online um, already with the pandemic, but that's going to continue to be where maybe if people aren't there or they take a Sunday off here and there. Um, if we are not having them in the habit of giving online, guess what also doesn't happen when they don't show up at church? You know, they often don't give their tithe. And then some will make up for it, you know, say, hey, I missed last week. But many, hey, I wasn't there, you know, um, if I didn't go to the restaurant, I'm not paying for the food. And if I didn't come to Sunday service, you know, I, I don't need to pay for, you know, my that week of service or whatever. And I know it's not biblical, but that's just what people do. But if we've gotten them in the habit of giving online, um, then what, no matter where they are, um, that can come. And, and especially the recurring giving. Um, where it takes some of our most faithful givers at our church want the recurring thing to be set up so that their hands don't touch it so that they don't risk going out and spending it on something else besides what they really you know should be doing and giving it back to God. So all of these are great reasons. And again, the software names, titles, ideas, ways may change um, as, as, technology changes and shifts and adds to it, but just be ready for those little bunts, be ready to take action. I know Facebook, uh, you can give through Facebook and they take no fees. Um, So it's like fee free. Now they do hold it for like a a week or two, which is not, you know, which is a little slower than most of the processors. 
but they don't take any fees, which is a blessing. So um, you can have a, a tab there with Facebook where they can give right on, on through Facebook. So um, that's an option as well. All of these different things are very, very important as we put fuel to the fire and we uh, we be able to do good works online so um, and offline um, by our faithful giving. So I hope this episode really helped you in our digital giving. You guys were amazing. Thank you guys for everything you guys do. And Saba is here to help with all these things. We, you know, we, we want to take requests and ideas and for the show and also things that you need, you know, that are birthed out of the show. So let us know where we can help you. We thank you for liking. We thank you for sharing. We thank you if you're watching, listening to us on the radio. Um, keep tuning in to sabaradio.org. You should uh, you should put it on your phone. I put it. I saved the the app on my phone, uh, the website, and all I do is click it, boom, and, and I can go do all kinds of things on on my phone while I listen to Saba Radio. I encourage you to do the same. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. God bless you. See you guys. Take care, everyone.